0: The MSF's one-second rule for group riding. Is it a good thing or is it causing unnecessary accidents? The Washington State Patrol, are they profiling motorcycles now? One notable dealer in the Pacific Northwest goes big on electric motorcycles. It's all coming up next on The Soundrider Show. This is David Christensen with Tucker Rocky. Welcome to The Soundrider Show.
1: live from the Crow's Nest Studio in beautiful downtown Broadview, Washington. Join us for the latest episode of the Sound Rider Show, a candid hour featuring the people, places, and things that make up the fabric of one of the top motorcycle riding destinations in the world. And now here are your hosts, Tom Marin, Garrick Roberts,
0: and whoever else happens to drop by today. Greetings, writers. We are here with the August issue of the Soundwriter Show. Hope you're enjoying all the great weather that's going on. I know I am. I know you are. Oh, it's been
2: awesome out there, man. I had, had a great ride, actually, just last week.
0: You know, I did a, I did a drive yesterday. I had to go up to uh, Skagit County, and uh, I was kicking myself. I had to get, I had to run an errand and pick some stuff up, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to fit it all on a bike, so right. I had to take the car. And uh, I was just kicking myself. It was so beautiful. I really wanted to be out riding. So this morning I got up and thought, well, I'm going to go to my favorite little breakfast spot. Nice. And um, I'm going to do that thing I do once a year, which is instead of like – Packing my little satchel with all my repair stuff and my tools sure. and fix-it things and all that. I've only got to go five miles, so I'm just going to throw a helmet on, put on a jacket and gloves. I'm not even going to put on armored pants or boots or anything. just going to jump on the bike and ride out to breakfast. Uh,
2: I like where this is going already.
0: Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. So, so then uh, I get all done with breakfast, and I come out to the bike. And I'm looking at the back tire, realizing that I kind of crowned it pretty good on the uh, road trip tour. Sure. And I look a little closer, and uh, there's this shiny little thing.
2: Uh oh.
0: This here,
2: this here, I hold in my hands is uh, it's not quite a uh, drywall screw. It looks like a machine screw, Uh, (laughs) but either way, it's enough to puncture a rear tire. And it did. Yeah. So you were, and when did this happen in your journey? I mean, we're only five miles, but were you five miles from home? Well,
0: I I think it went in somewhere between here and the restaurant. Right. And so then I'm up at the restaurant, and I see this nail in there, or or screw. Sure. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't have any of my stuff. You know, here's Tom. The motorcycle gods. Anytime you need something fixed when you're out on the road, he'll be there for you.
2: And this is uh, packaged very nicely as a uh, either a piece of evidence or a memento to remind you in the future. For all our listeners here, we are...
0: Yeah, it's in a nice piece of plastic, plastic bag here. So
2: a good lesson learned. So what happened? How did you uh, change the tire? What did you uh, did you change the tire, or did you have to hitch a ride back?
0: I looked at the tire. I I, I took the bike off the center stand. I sat on it and <clears throat> still had pressure. Oh, okay. So I said I'm going to ride it home. Right. Because I I had no tire repair kit. I sure. had no air pump. Nothing. So uh, I rode it home and uh, I made it. Worked out good. Fantastic. And just for the heck of it, before I went and pulled the the screw out. I put a, a tire pressure gauge on. Right. And I got the 36 pounds that I normally put in it. All I right. Did. So, so for... it, that was a pretty nice ceiling screw. Enough to limp it home anyway,
2: huh? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. On uh, actually my trip last week, I too had a flat tire. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, my flat tire was, it was kind of bizarre. I thought that uh, the valve stem was shot because there was no hole in the tire. But once we got the tube out of there, there was a hole in the tube.
0: Oh that's interesting, yeah, did you find what put the hole in the tube?
2: nope, just once we got the tube out there was a uh there was a hole in it, probably uh I don't know once you inflated it, and the air's coming through, you know it's probably looked like the size of the head of the screw here, but uh no hole in the tire.
0: well, you might have gone over like a piece of wood that had a nail in it and it would have punctured it, but the nail would stay in the wood. maybe that's what happened
2: maybe i mean I couldn't find even a hole though in the exterior tire it was uh it was a little bizarre, it was almost like it got pinched in there, and then uh was just enough to tweak yeah a but...
0: little stuff like that you won't see, yeah, but I also was... a staple can be a uh oh, that's true a, that could do you know like a, like a a heavy staple you would use on wood right, and whatever, yeah. yeah, I was in some small town in uh
2: out in Idaho actually when it happened, but uh I managed to find a tube that was at what was essentially a chainsaw shop that serviced Honda equipment
0: back in back in Idaho. Huh? yeah,
2: uh-huh, and then uh, we got it pitched uh p- patched up and ready to go, and uh, managed to get it home so um, you know, those things can happen. So it's I guess it's always good to have uh, a tire repair kit and a tube. Uh, I was tubeless in this particular instance. Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. No matter whether you're tube or tubeless, you yeah. can always have some kind of a tire repair kit.
2: Yes, I had the tire repair kit, fortunately, uh, but uh, no tube in this particular journey. But we got it patched up, and it was a it was a great ride out there.
0: So we had a, a tragic accident up in uh, Idaho. Speaking of Speaking Idaho. Speaking of Idaho, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You weren't down by Galena, were you?
2: Uh, I was uh, in... Um, McCall. Oh, okay. Yep. In sort of central Idaho there.
0: Yeah. Yep. I like McCall.
2: Oh, it's beautiful.
0: We Last time I was in McCall during a road trip tour, it snowed.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that would have been in, uh, a, a, well, road trips usually in uh, late spring, right? Were you in yeah. May or uh, early June?
0: It's the end of May. Yeah. Yeah, it snowed. Four times.
2: So tire repair kit, tube, and uh, winter clothing if you're going to central yeah. Idaho. Right? Yeah. No matter the time of year.
0: But don't go with me because I might leave it all at home. Right.
2: <laughs> if breakfast is on the line, you know you got make your priorities there. But uh, yeah, but back to Idaho, uh, just north of uh, well, I guess it was a Boise rider anyway, right? In so the it was a rider Valley. from
0: Boise. Yep. And uh, that rider crossed the center line. One of the most common, unfortunately, one of the most common uh, reasons. That Absolutely, people get taken out. Yep. Uh, but the, the the two riders behind, I think it was a her uh so the two riders behind that rider um also crashed. right and uh there the for, for all you statisticians Absolutely. There's no data in the article that says that those riders were following closely.
2: So let me. Maybe we can take a step back, and I'll set this up a little bit because I know you have a lot of thoughts here. But some people didn't see the social media post, right? Okay. So maybe we. So should. we took
0: the article out of the out of the local paper and we right. ran it on the social media post. That's right.
2: And in the article, there was a a young woman who was riding in a group. Uh, they were part of a charity group ride or a group of riders that support a certain charity. Mm-hmm. She crossed the center line in a curve. And swiped the side of a trailer being pulled by a truck coming in the other direction. Mm -hmm. She went down. She was, uh, unfortunately and sadly, she was killed. But as I said, she was part of a group ride, and the riders behind her, in an effort to avoid her, um, a couple of them also went down.
0: Yep. So a total of five people were victims. Right. So this,
2: uh, you know, you saw this article, and we always post local things in the Pacific Northwest region. And I think probably as an experienced writer, you sort of saw this as an opportunity to teach. Um, And of course, when someone crosses the center line, that's one thing. But this sort of sparked a debate online, a very lively debate about spacing and group rides and I yeah. know you have a lot of and, thoughts and on
0: that's that. really why I put it up I, I, I didn't put it up at all to focus on the rider who was in front right uh we know that's a common crash sure unfortunately and it happens and people just go to widen corners and if you don't feel comfortable cornering and you do it yourself you should probably get an an advanced rider class get your cornering dialed in because you can do it
2: and do some practice too you know find an empty parking lot and you know work on it on your
0: own work on it on the roads you can't that's the kind of thing you can't work on in a parking lot very well you can't do it at slow speed you got to be in the corners and you got to know how to how to where to have your eyes and doing this stuff in the parking lot you know, basic rider course, novice rider course. That's true. Yeah, I, I do. Not, not a place you're going to learn it, unfortunately.
2: I do agree with that, but I think that uh, the, the point I was trying to make is that you should take some steps, right? If you are yeah. uncomfortable, like you can, you, need, you can take those steps up, you can find a big parking lot, or you can go in the evening and you can find some opportunities to do it at 15 miles an hour, then go on the road and really start to focus in on, you know, moving your skill level up.
0: You could take an advanced rider class that would be taught at a track, Right, uh, you could take an advanced rider class where an instructor would follow you through the through the road sure and get the feedback you need and learn the skills to uh, to to sharpen up the how to do that but anyways that 's not what we 're talking about right. here uh, we're, what we 're talking about is this was a, an opportunity to point out that sadly five people went down on motorcycles when maybe only one should have. Because it's very possible, very likely, and even if this wasn't the case in this one, it happens all the time that they were following too closely. Right. So then the MSF has been teaching for years. That when you're group riding, you want to stay one second behind the rider who is offset to you in front of you. Right. And then two seconds behind the rider directly in front of you. Right. So ideally, you're staggering. So you have one motorcycle on the left side of the lane, and then one
2: second back from them on the right side of the lane, there's another motorcyclist, and then one second back from them, back there's on the left mo- side. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Staggered, staggered yep. formation. Uh, and that's just a recipe for disaster. Uh, you're going down the road. If, if it doesn't happen to the first person in front uh, where something sort of, you know, gets them out of the staggered formation, right? Uh, maybe a deer is going to pop out and, and take out the second rider, and you're so close to that second rider, you'd have no way to avoid uh, possibly right. crashing with them at a one-second following speed. Um, I don't know. what What is the difference between having a rider off to your right or your left when you're in a staggered group or following a logging truck. There's no difference.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair point, definitely. I guess the big question then would be, what is your recommendation for spacing and group rides? 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> don't do not do group rides.
0: <laughs> um, no, my recommendation, and, I, and, and it was in the post, was uh, four to six seconds. And uh, some people thought that maybe I was a... Uh, motorcycle training company, right? And uh, that I was trying to pro- promote my curriculum. That's sure. not true at all. Uh, although I do promote the four to six seconds because we have the rally in the gorge, right? And we know that following too closely is a problem. We've had it. We've had very early on in the rally in the gorge, we had people crash because they were following too closely to the rider in front of them, right? And uh, and there were multiple crashes, unfortunately. So. It's not like I don't have any experience. Of course, with this, yeah. But I'm not a I'm not a certified trainer either. Um, but definitely when you're on a road like that Galena Road, that's a beautiful road. Right. And there's no reason why you need to be memorizing the, the license plate of the rider in front of you. Right. So
2: here's you know, this was one of the uh one of the responses that we saw a couple of times come up and I think that this is a fair question to ask at least is when you have a 4 to 6 second gap and frankly, I don't like to ride in groups. I two people or two motorcycles is about the max that I'm comfortable with. Yep. But I understand that there situations where groups are necessary. And
0: remember this was only three motorcycles. Right. The the two bikes in the back that went down that went to the hospital were both two up right. situations.
2: Yeah. So. Was there a four, I thought there might have been a fourth one trail. I'd have nope. to reread the article. But but regardless the, the the question that came up and a point and I think it's a fair question to ask is Okay, four to six seconds, but then you have—I believe one gentleman said—a Honda Prius can sneak in between you and the other riders, <laughs> right? Um, so, what? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Because that seems like a fair question to ask, at least.
0: Okay, so uh, so I did discuss this with one of my my uh, somebody who is actually affiliated with a, a safety sure. group, and uh, he pointed out. He says, "You know, Tom, honestly, you see a group of motorcycles up ahead. You really want to put your motorcycle in the middle of them?" Typically, no. There are times when I will want to pass somebody if they are operating under the legal speed limit.
2: So you're saying, you mean, do you want to put your car in between a group of motorcycles? Yeah, do you want to put
0: your car into a group of motorcycles? No, nobody wants to do that. And the other thing is, if you're in that group of motorcycles and I'm in my car and I decide it's time for me to get around you guys because you're going under the legal speed limit, Mm -hmm. I am going to start moving my car through your group. So what? Big deal. What you think you're going to lose the group and not be able to find your way home that night? That's that's not going to happen. Relax. If if your group is inciting somebody in a car to get up around you, you should absolutely let that guy get the heck out of the way and let him move on.
2: Right. No. I mean, I think that's a. I mean, I think that's a legitimate point, and I hadn't fully considered that to be honest with you. But I mean. I suppose even the recommendation could be made that if you have a group that is traveling at erratic speeds, the group leader should try to put that group in a position to where the cars can pass.
0: And I told you I'm I'm not a certified safety right. instructor. Yeah, this is – I'm also uh, not a member of the state patrol. Right. So um, I do know that often I'll operate my vehicle at five miles over the legal speed limit. Right. I never get pulled over for that, sure. right? And how often do people pass me? Only the crazy people are passing me at that point. Sure. So, I want them to go around me and get away from me and I'm happy to move off to the right whether I'm in the car or on the motorcycle. But um but if I'm if I'm riding under the legal speed limit and you've come upon groups that are doing that? Definitely. Or, or maybe it's only two or three people, yep. and they're riding around at 40 miles an hour in a 50-mile-an-hour zone, it's time to move over and let the car get around you.
2: Right. So. I mean, I agree with that. Do you have uh, other suggestions for group riding? I mean, what uh, – because – and I know we've had these discussions before that it's not – with a lot of motorcyclists, it's not their favorite thing to do, and then there's other groups where they kind of live for that. You know, they might ride 1,500 miles a year. And you know half of those could be in groups, right?
0: Well, we have several group writing articles on Soundwriter. sure. I don't have them up in front of me right now, so I can't tell you all my suggestions, but there there's quite a bit of information between those two articles right uh, if you have If you have somebody in a group who who definitely obviously turns out to be kind of a novice writer mm-hmm. and isn't comfortable going with the group, then either you've got to split the group in half. Or you, you, I've I've had to do this before. You need to say, "See you later." Yeah. You know where the freeway is. That's where you're going because you're you you ruining everybody else's day because they're always having to wait for you. Right. And uh, that's that's just that's just the way it is. And and one of the things that my buddy said, and he made a great point. He says, "You know, Tom, riding in the group takes more skill." than riding alone. Oh, without question. And so if you think that you're going to buy a motorcycle and you're going to be fine and dandy because you're going to be with a group of people so everything will be okay, right? it's kind of like, no, no. <laughs> you need to learn how to ride that thing really well on your own and then learn and understand and adopt good group riding. Yeah, technique. technique. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I'm with you 100% there. I mean, I don't honestly, I don't think that... Any new rider, you know, other than maybe rare circumstances where you're doing, I don't know, like, you know, a, a five mile charity ride where everybody's going at 10 miles an hour to try to make a presence. But yeah. really, I mean, you should have what, ten, five, five 10,000 miles under wheel before you start considering. You know, making group rides a regular part of your routine. I,
0: I totally agree with you, and I've had people who are in motorcycle safety training tell me you can't put a number on it, and right. I disagree. I think that that you do need to put a number on it, and pretty sure by the time somebody got to say five thousand miles, they'll have enough confidence to get into a group. But they need to they need to learn the technique of riding in a group as right. well. Yeah. So then I said to my friend, I said, uh, "Why?" Why doesn't MSF change this? Right. And he says, it's a liability issue. If they go in and they say, hey, we need to change this because it's not working, all of a sudden the lawyers can come out of the woodwork and say, well, how long have you had that data? Interesting. Why have you been holding back? Yeah. Because so-and-so died uh, six months ago, and somebody died last week, and somebody died two years ago. How long have you had this data? Right. Right. And so it can be a real ugly liability mess in the courtroom.
2: You know, that is that is fascinating. And yeah. that's something that really, whether anonymously or uh, – there has to be some channel where that if that's the truth, that that information has to get out because the MSF training is responsible for – Almost the entirety of training for new motorcycles. Well,
0: and not not as much as it used to be, but yeah, definitely. Ten years ago, it was right. pretty much everywhere. Now it's it's kind of going away in certain states. And you think about—Connie said this to me as we were having a discussion about it. Think about all the lives that are being lost because yeah. these guys don't want to deal with a liability issue. Right. I tell you what, I would do. I would go in, take over the MSF if they hired me to do it. Sure. I I'd, I'd can it. Yeah. Totally can it. We'd build a new curriculum under a different name that was protected from any backlash right. to prior instances and start over again, because that's what needs to happen. Yeah, and I mean,
2: if the, that obviously has... There's obviously some legwork there, but the reality is if these contracts are in place and the contacts are there and we have an issue like this, not only is that what's best for the rider, that's best for the general public as well. I mean, that's something that... That's, I mean, that really blows me away. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I'd never even considered yeah. that it might be a historic liability exactly. thing that would prevent the change of the curriculum. And that is, frankly, that's ridiculous. And right? the bigger
0: an organization is, the harder it is to change a historical aspect. And when you interweave that with
2: the greater the training landscape, I mean, percentage-wise, what, maybe, maybe 15% of riders go on to advanced rider training after they take their initial – curriculum right and there's the implication and we've talked about this before and even some of the comments refer to this about the tiered bike system like there's that's a lot of problems that start to add up Mm -hmm. you know And i mean those are things that really need to be taken a serious look needs to be taking at those things and i i mean
0: that we had a tiered endorsement system in washington state and they they took it away right and I, I don't think that's bad because if I, if, I, if I want to go buy another bike, I have to go back and get an endorsement for that larger yes, motorcycle. Yeah. So on. yeah,
2: I mean I'm – in principle, right, I, think somewhat, I think riders should hold themselves to the tiered system. I don't think that, mm-hmm. that should be something that comes from an outside source. And I think that organizations like Rider and, frankly, manufacturers should be encouraging that.
0: Right. And, and writers need to come up with their own common sense and use it Yeah, and look at that MSF thing and say, hey, well, wait a second. When I learned how to drive a car, they said two to three seconds behind the car in front of me. Right. And now these guys are telling me one second behind the vehicle in front of me. It's, it's,
2: it doesn't make sense. Right. Now, what do you think um, about spacing and road selection? Because in the Treasure Valley and in a lot of areas here close to the Puget Sound, we have a lot of twisting roads, right? Where it seems like larger spacing would make more sense.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: then when you get onto the highway and everybody is sort of sharing the same view a little bit, do you still think four to six seconds is prudent, or do you say, hey, uh, you know, maybe you can tighten it up on those long straightaways a little bit?
0: I think two to three seconds in a non-staggered formation. Right. Would be fine. Yeah. And if you think the cars are going to come, you know, swimming around you because you're not in a staggered formation or something, relax. Ah, sure. You know? but, but I think they should take away the staggered formation entirely. Yeah. I, you know, I don't see a lot of benefit to it myself
2: because when you go into the turn, everybody should be riding on similar lines anyway. right? right? And then you all move into one, uh, one-second spacing regardless of where you're at. Yeah, and so. somebody
0: was talking about a sign system for single file and <laughs> – Right, <laughs> they're not teaching this stuff. Nobody's teaching it. You might get it if you're if you're if you're club. I know that the the, the Gold Wing group has some signing systems sure. that are not nationally taken. Um, and, and, you know, is everybody in the group supposed to know what those are? The the sign for single file is a left hand with the finger pointing up in the air. Right. Well, I also seem to remember that that's a right-hand turn, right? Right, yeah. So, whoa, Yeah, man, especially you if you know? have that
2: Prius in between you there. So, <laughs> you know, not to – we've covered a lot of great ground here, not to spend too much more time on this. But uh, a couple of quick points that I want to make is, one, um, you know, when I, when I saw the Facebook post, uh, having been someone who has uh, – worked with you for many years i immediately knew the direction you were going with and uh it's a teaching moment we never hear at and never in my entire years of knowing you have you ever celebrated anyone's accident right no. this is clearly a teaching moment so just to discount some of those comments on social media i would say that Soundwriter tom marin is extraordinarily dedicated to safe riding and, uh, you know, that this was obviously used uh, as an example for a teaching moment. And I think that it was a very beneficial discussion. I hope that a lot of people got, um, you know, beneficial information out of it. And I thought the chat thread was fascinating on Facebook.
0: And if everybody – if anybody thinks that I don't have any tact, you should talk with me on Tuesday because that's my tact day. Right. I, have tact, uh, I have tact on Tuesday. Exactly, and then yeah. as somebody told me, yeah, and, and your other six days, you, it's all nails. Right. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um but you know really uh it is it is tragic and uh yes this one uh made it onto the pages of uh social media uh, media and made for a lively discussion but these events happen far too often and uh you know this is always something that as riders we need to be aware of um especially as group riders um that it's you know it's still you have to have your head in the game when you're out there every time you hop on the bike
0: yeah any ideas next time you go for a group ride any of our listeners? Uh, be thinking about this. Yeah, and, that's and right. spread out, relax. It's yeah. okay. You're going to be okay. You're not going to lose your group. You're gonna you're going to get to look around a little bit more. Right. Enjoy where you're going. You're going to get to ride your own ride. Yep. Uh, all the things that you can't do when you use the MSF one second, two second rule. And
2: inspired by that, I would say that one of the best pieces of group riding advice that I can think of is to say, pick your destination and then. Just say we're going to meet here. I'll see you there. I'll see you there. That's what I'm doing right. in
0: October. Yep. 10-minute intervals. If you want to ride with me on a hydrotherapy tour this year, you're probably leaving 10 minutes before me at yeah. least.
2: Enjoy the ride. That's what it's all about. So you don't need to stay chained to the rider in front of you. All
0: right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we've got some news bites.
4: Support for The Sound Riders Show is provided in part by... The Rally in the Gorge. Are you ready to go beyond the main roads? Since 2003, the Rally in the Gorge has introduced riders intimately to the awesome secondary and tertiary roads in the Columbia River Gorge National Scenic Area. With programs for dual sport, adventure, sport touring, and sport bike enthusiasts, this is the rally you'll want to return to again and again. For more information, visit soundrider.com rally.
0: Hi, this is Don Doherty with All Moto Tire, and you're listening to The Sound Rider Show. Hello, I'm David Paul. I live in Green Bank, Washington. Um, I ride regularly on a 2006 F650 GS and my favorite rides are down in the gorge.
2: studio on the sound Rider show and uh, we're rolling in from one lively discussion to the next here because it is summertime there's a lot of riders out and you know who else is out the washington state patrol this is a new news story that we just saw come across the wire here why don't you tell us a little bit about that tom
0: so we're on the media list and we get the the media releases from the state patrol and other people get them too. all the all the newspapers and uh, i saw this come around on wednesday and it was a release from the State Patrol uh, identifying that 15% of fatalities in Washington State are motorcycles. Right. Road well, imagine fatalities. that. We don't have any airbags. So yeah. you know, the more airbags you put out there, the higher our numbers going to go up in percentage. Yeah. A steel cage helps, too. But, um, and so they said that they were going to put extra patrols on the road starting on Friday um, up through the Skagit County and several other right. places. Right. Uh, as I mentioned in the first section, I had a little ride up to Skagit. County. Yeah. I did a drive up there yesterday, and indeed, there were extra patrols. And now I know what extra patrols means. It means we're out of cars because they're all doing their regular patrols. right? Everybody in the extra patrols was in a pickup truck. Or maybe that was so they could take a bike from an unendorsed rider. Pull it right off the road something. there, yeah. But uh so yeah there was there was two pickup trucks between Everett and uh Burlington on the northbound side and right. then when i came back down on the southbound side there was also two pickup trucks on that side. Uh and you know what I think it's i think it's fine that the media puts out that type of information and it gets people thinking. Right. Uh, and, and so we, we put this up on Facebook and some people were saying, well, why don't they do something about all the other crazy yeah. people in cars and whatever? You know what? Somebody's doing something crazy in a car. <laughs> They're not just going to sit there. In fact, in, it, it, I never saw a motorcycle pulled over the whole time. I saw several cars right. pulled over. So there were extra patrols out and they were, you know, doing their revenue drive any way they could get it. But, um, I You know, the the picture that was run by the one paper out of Skagit showed a bunch of people lane splitting, right, which is not – as far as I know, that's not a problem in Washington State. No,
2: that was a very interesting choice, and that stood out in, initially to me. Um, in, you know, I'll be honest, though. I don't like this. I don't like when uh, the Washington State Patrol or any other organization says we're going to take a look at this specific group. And then kind of hides behind safety. Because yeah, so I,
0: that's profiling, huh? Well, it's not even
2: – it's. I can't help but feel like this is a money drive, right? I mm-hmm. mean if you're going a little bit over the speed limit and now they're going to have sort of another way to reinforce that way to pull you over and write a ticket. And instead of where they may have previously looked the other way because you weren't causing any – any harm or creating a a dangerous situation, Mm -hmm. now it's another notch in the quota belt where they can pull you over and kind of hide behind this initiative, in air quotes here for those of you that uh, can't see me in studio. And I I just, I don't like it. I don't think that it's, I don't think it's the right approach.
0: Well, I I just say everybody can fall in behind me and I'll be going five miles over the speed limit. You can get four to six seconds behind me and you'll be Cool.
2: Four to six seconds behind you, <laughs> one arm up, one finger in the air, around the corner, and uh, don't uh, don't uh, come into oncoming traffic there is always uh, good suggestions. But, I mean, they've done things like this in the past, though, right? Didn't they do something like this last year as well?
0: They do it every year. Yeah. Pretty much every year, and that's why I say, I. you know, I don't have a problem with them doing it. It does get the awareness going, and I don't think – that they're, spec- they're not really truly specifically out there only going to pick off motorcycles, as I could attest to yesterday.
2: Yeah, I just i if that's the case, I don't even know why we need to why we need to discuss it. Right? I mean, I'm not not talking about us here, but I'm talking about uh, the Washington State Patrol in general. I just. Then just let it be.
0: Well, I think they need to discuss it because it's an issue that they want to deal with. What's gonna happen because cars are getting safer and safer and safer, yeah. is that percentage number on motorcycle fatalities is gonna increase. Of course, yeah.
2: The and ratio So
0: they you know, they always wanna be trying to bring that number down, the target zero campaign. Yeah. But um, it's, it's it's not I, you know, the reality is it's not going to happen, but it's no. okay. It's okay if you want to, you know, I'm sure that uh, it slowed a number of writers down, and it doesn't hurt when we put it out on Facebook or publish it in sure. SoundWriter, or yeah. the news bites, or whatever, so.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, on my 350, I'm not really in any danger of speeding too
0: often, so. Plus, I don't actually hate the police myself, so it's not <laughs> such a big deal to me as all the people who think that there's all these cops that are after them.
2: Well, I'd say, I uh, I I do not hate the police the police either, but uh, I still I don't like um I don't like the language of the initiative targeting one group like that particular group that I'm part of.
0: All right, so everybody, go in and go on the Facebook page and give Derek a thumbs up right. now. On <laughs> Uh, we've got some more news bites. Um, Noble Rush, three stores, yeah. Redmond, Seattle, Hinchaw's. Right, down in Auburn. Has yep. added Alta and Zero Motorcycles to all three locations now. So
2: the electrics are in.
0: So the electrics are, they're they're in it on the electrics. Yeah. Even though the EU, here was another news bite. The yeah. EU says that they want to ban all combustion engines by 2040.
2: Uh, I, I have uh, seen that story and, um. I don't know if that's possible or not.
0: Maybe by then, Noble Rush will be worldwide, and they'll be they, they, they'll be like the so exclusive zero ahead of motorcycle.
2: Yeah, you never know. i <laughs> you know, I kind of like the zero motorcycles. Uh, I'm interested in. I have never ridden one, but I'd be interested in taking one for a test drive. And I know they have a kind of a dual sport model that has, I think, like a seventy mile range or so, which isn't which isn't fantastic. But uh, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of riding on a uh, country dirt road. In um, silence, a little bit sometimes too. As much as I love the sound of an engine, uh, I can see I can see these becoming more and more prevalent as the battery
0: technology takes. Wow, well, well, yeah, but then the bears can't hear you coming. That's true. So they won't move out of the road. And you know the thing about bears. What's that? When you see uh, animal poop in the road, yeah. If it's on one side or another, that's like a deer or a horse or something. Right. But if it's dead center in the middle of the road, that's a
2: bear. What happens when it's uh, under your front wheel? coming up against your mud guards oh, see, there. That's, that's that's the thing right I mean,
0: there, if there's a bear in the road he's going to be right in the middle of the dirt road they are and, obnoxious and it's more likely you're going to hit yeah. him when you come around that
2: corner right so that's your argument uh to the eu is to say hey we can go all battery as soon as you get rid of the bears then
0: we can yeah, you've got to come up move with forward. something so right. the bears know I'm there. Maybe maybe you can get the, an app for the bears so they know when there's a motorcycle coming into their Yeah. and they can pull out their cell phones and go, "Ooh, well I better move out of the yeah. road." That's
2: though. right. I think uh I think what maybe they should do is just you should just get a sound system and every time you ride that motorcycle just blast Grand Funk Railroad. You have to <laughs> listen to that. The bears will get out of the road then. So. <laughs>
0: Uh, I got a phone call the other day from uh, Washington State DOT. They wanted us to remind everybody that there's lots of road construction going on. That's true. On uh, SR-410 up over the uh, Chinook Pass area Mm. and also on US-12 around the White Pass area. And uh, I said, yeah, I'll I'll mention it. But also, see, this is another one of those news situations where I want to remind people to – Take a look on Soundrider and click on more up in the top right. And the, one of the very first things that comes up is uh, uh, a place where you can get all the traffic information yeah. and all the road work. That's right. And so, yes, there's all this work going on with 410 and 12, but there's always road work going on in the summer because that's the only time you can do road work in the Pacific Northwest. Absolutely. So when you're planning your trips or you're planning your group rides, whatever it is um, – Take a look. You can use our site. It's really nice because you can just hit the one link, more right, and then you got road conditions. You hit that and it shows you every county, it shows you every national forest, it shows you every every state site.
2: It's a great resource. So. I I haven't uh, checked recently though. Have you updated it to include sinkhole information? We had one of those on I ninety here a couple of, a couple of weeks ago.
0: Oh, tell me about the sinkhole on I ninety. Oh, you didn't see that? No.
2: So a uh, on I ninety just um, I think just close to Bellevue, just right across the other side of the lake here from seattle a uh, a little pothole showed up and it was only maybe about the size of a basketball but then when they went and investigated it they found out that it was a sinkhole that was about 20 feet wide and about 10 feet deep underneath oh, wow. it so they had to shut down i-90 for a while Wow, yeah um but i thing to uh keep an eye out or maybe another reason to stay off the interstates when you're Makes on your you wonder how many
0: of those are out there that we don't know about oh right
2: I, yeah i mean that's i can only imagine quite a few i'm sure but uh you know Good to have those resources. Good to know about the traffic. Um, if you're going to take a long ride, you would always do a little bit of trip planning, and Riders is a great place to go to get some of that information.
0: Yeah. Hey, so there was uh, an incident that was kind of a blazing incident out there in Gig Harbor. There was uh, somebody yeah. riding on a – it looked like it might have been an old-school Goldwing. Yeah. And uh, that guy dropped the bike about 100 feet from the fire station, but the bike kept going. Kept on rolling. And uh, rolled up in front of the fire station, caught on fire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> completely engulfed. So that thing was charred. It was. Done. The picture was crazy. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> there weren't too many details in the story there. Did the fire department come out and hose it down? Or they just let it burn off. Or? I saw
0: a whole lot of foam around that motorcycle. Oh, okay, so, so they, they hit it with. out and foamed
2: it. Yeah, or with fire extinguishers or something. But that's uh, yeah. a. Uh, I, I. How does that happen? What causes a bike to spontaneously combust?
0: Well, how did the bike stay upright for a hundred feet? To get to the fire station, it right. didn't like slide in. They said that it rolled in.
2: Ghost Rider, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage is out there somewhere.
0: Uh, right. There's. A, it looks like there's a. Uh, well, I, we did a post on a on a Salem museum that's featuring motorcycles, right? Now. And I don't think they're on our our original list. We try to keep a list and run the article every, eh, one or two years about where to go see motorcycles, particularly yeah. in the winter when. When you don't want to ride, but you want to see some eye candy, right? So we have a link on the on the feed in uh, in our news bites column. Facebook, Twitter, they all work together. And uh, if you're down in the Salem area, you can go check this museum out and see some other bikes. Sounds yeah. like a great stop. I I haven't been down to Salem. I I don't even know if I know about
2: this museum actually. So
0: yeah, I I don't have the name in front of me. Yeah, so. well,
2: have to check it out anyway.
0: Uh, milestone for us in uh, July, we hit three thousand likes.
2: Yep, which is great on Facebook. There,
0: all organic. Yeah, except for deal. that one MSF
2: post. Right.
0: <laughs> but you know, I I I'm I'm happy to be at three thousand likes, and having done that over, I think we've done it about you know, almost three years. Yeah. And uh, I'd I'd rather have that than have fourteen thousand likes that are like every you know. Every every phony Facebook name, that's yeah. paid for. We blah, want engaged
2: blah, blah, blah. engaged readers, people who are reading the magazine, people who are listening to the show, and uh, people who are actually get out and ride as well. Yep, and you know that also coincides with eighteen years too, right?
0: Eighteen years, yeah, this month. for
2: Sound Riders, so that's, that's right. great. You
0: know, eighteen years, three thousand likes, and too much fun. Right, <laughs>
2: always too much fun. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see. Okay, we got the uh, list of where all the international motorcycle shows are going to be this coming winter and fall. And uh, anybody here in the Pacific Northwest, you're going to have to get a plane ticket to L.A. because that's the only place on the West Coast down in Long Beach where you're going to be able to see the motorcycle show. So same schedule as last year, it sounds like more or less. Yeah, right. Real trimmed down. No, no Bay Area, no Portland, no Seattle. Let yeah. your friends know because they're always wondering. By the time December comes, around.
2: right? Any interest uh, for you to go down to Long Beach this year? Maybe check that out. Or you know, do you think you? My grandson
0: hour? says I should do it. Oh well, he wants me to come see him. Yeah,
2: I understand oh. he's going to pitch in for the plane ticket too,
0: right? <laughs> maybe to his dad will. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But uh yeah, I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna bundle that together and get to spend some time with him.
2: Yeah, it'd be nice to see uh see some of the new models. I've noticed uh now, you know, we're starting to see some of the two thousand and eighteens already come out too. So uh
0: Yeah. Um in fact when we get to the calendar, I got some interesting news about a couple of 2018. Nice, cool. Uh, and speaking of the calendar, yeah, we're we're going to do it here in just a moment. We're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, we'll jump into the calendar
4: highlights um, for August and on the Sound Rider Show. Stick around. Support for the Sound Rider Show is provided in part by Adventure Motorsports, Stomach County's largest selection of Yamaha and Suzuki motorcycles, ATVs, quads, and UTVs are available in Monroe at Adventure Motorsports, celebrating a decade of top-rated sales, service, parts, and accessory support. Hit the road and visit Adventure Motorsports today.
5: Hi, this is Joanne Gerbing from Gordon's Heated Clothing, and you're listening to The Sound Rider Show.
4: Hi,
1: I'm Greg from Goldendale, Washington. Only lived out here a year, but there's all kind of great roads to ride, and I haven't found them all yet.
2: rolling into the calendar here on the sound Rider show and it's the august episode you know it's one of those last couple of months for summer but august is always packed right we've got a lot of stuff going on in the pacific northwest it's what uh, are some of the highlights tom i can't wait to i mean well i know what my highlight is and i think we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show but what are some of the other highlights for august
0: well, um, if you like flat track racing or you want to do a track day, there's a ton of them this month, and we're not going to talk about any of them right. other than this little mention right now. Uh, you need to jump on the calendar and uh, find out where they're all at. There's a ton of flat track racing going but,
2: on, and uh, you know, well, and track days too, right? And For, track days, yeah, yeah. which is uh, going back to our opening segment, a great way to practice some of your cornering too. That's right. So. Without having
0: non-coming vehicles.
2: That's right, yeah. So get out and check them out. I mean, it's August. It's time to be out riding.
0: So our first big highlight is uh, August 10th in Idaho. You love Idaho. I do. We we know you love your Idaho. This is just around the corner from McCall and Stanley. Oh, nice. I love Stanley. Stanley Stomp. This is like a BMW Club event that they have out there. Uh, You need to pre-register for this because... In order to get to the rally site, you have to go six miles down a dirt road, so basically they have food for you the whole time nice. that you're there. And in order to ensure they have enough food for everybody, everybody has to be pre-registered.
2: That sounds like a blast. And if you've never been to Stanley, Idaho, just outside of the Sawtooth Wilderness there, or maybe in it, actually, you've got to check it out, man. It's a great little town.
0: And then uh, the following weekend on the seventeenth up in Canada is the Nakusp Nicos- Hot Springs Rally. Always a popular one up there. It's primarily a BMW run event. Sure. So, have you ever been to those hot springs? You know, I haven't. I yeah. gotta go.
2: Yeah, I mean that's I that's the first time I've ever actually heard the name mentioned.
0: I think it'll be on my one of my hot springs tours. Yeah, one, my hydrotherapy little, tours. A
2: little Canada stretch. I like that. Yeah. Yay. Yeah.
0: Uh let's see on the eighteenth in Goldendale there will be the Festival of Wheels. So this is gonna be a car show, a bike show. Nice. Uh if you got a you know, if you got a really nice wheelchair you could probably bring yeah. it in and show it. It might have a class for you to win in. Right. I don't, know. don't they call it a gold wing? Uh, <laughs> oh, you're horrible. Demographics there. Well, you could go with your DR350 with the trailer on the back. Oh, yeah. I
2: got it all set up, man. I got happy trails working for me to build (laughs) a big old
0: trailer. Uh, Regular contributor to our calendar, uh, Claudette Diva. Uh, she has a uh, Pelican Solar Eclipse run. They're going to go to Pelican Bay or Beach down in Oregon. And she's got a block of rooms down there reserved. Oh, that's nice. So if you uh, contact her from our calendar, you can find out about maybe getting one of those rooms. And as you know, there's the solar eclipse going on in August. Yep. And uh, rooms are few and far between. That's for sure. So yeah what uh, a great
2: time though huh go and check out the solar eclipse and do a little riding down to pelican bay i mean that's a uh that's a nice little trip
0: yeah uh on the nineteenth the combat vets will have a poker run in Eugene I guess if you spent the night you could watch the solar eclipse because it's what's on the 20th, I think isn't it uh the twenty first
2: Monday that's a great question yeah twenty first yeah that's we what. cover that in our astronomy show later right?
0: <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, on the uh, 23rd through the 27th, this is uh, always a great event, the Rally in the Gorge. Oh, tell me about that. How about that? Right. So, so what we're going to do is we're not going to talk about the Rally in the Gorge much right now. Yeah. But when we come back from the break, we've got a couple of interviews. Connie is here in the studio right Special now. Special guest. She's going to be highlighting some of the door prize items, right. some of the uh, auction items, and uh, I'll probably highlight a couple of things about this year's rally, and then we'll take a break, and Jesse Murphy will come in, and we're going to have him highlight all the different things. He's, uh, he's going to be a busy man at this rally, and everybody's going to find out what he's up to.
2: I tell you what, it's great to have Jesse a part of it, but it's, it's always great to have Connie here on the Soundwriter Show, so I'm always that. Oh, we love it. That. Yeah. I circle that on my calendar every year, the August show.
0: You know, if, if you ever got ill and, and you couldn't do a show, I'd yeah. probably just have to call Connie in. Yeah,
2: plug Connie in. Absolutely. I'd
0: either, I, I would either call Connie in or do my best Rush Limbaugh that I could do. Yeah. I'd do the show myself. <laughs> Uh, I don't and know that,
2: which... If you did the Rush Limbaugh method, I think after that, Connie and I would start a podcast to comment on uh, the one episode where you did it as Rush Limbaugh.
0: Yeah, and everybody right. could talk about my tact. Right. But, yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm tempted to ask you for a Rush Limbaugh impression right now, but I don't know if that's uh... – I don't know if that's appropriate. Nope, you're gonna have to wait. Okay, have to get
0: sick or <laughs> something. Have to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On uh, on uh, if you, if you didn't go to the rally in the gorge, and God knows why you wouldn't, but uh, on a 25th Friday and the 26th, Skagit Power Sports has the Yamaha demo truck up at the store. Now that's always a big event. Yeah, and uh, I gotta say, Yamaha's been making some really nice bikes. They
2: have been. Yeah, they've. Bu- I was going to say, the uh, was the 900, the sort of cafe racer style one, right? Oh, yeah,
0: Scrambler thing? Yep, that mm-hmm. they just came
2: out with, and then the SR400 too. And all right? the
0: FCs are just beautiful. That's true. Those three cylinder ones and all kinds of cool stuff. They've got some awesome stuff. So they're coming with this uh, this new sort of full dresser uh, Goldwing type thing called the okay. uh, Star Venture.
2: Ah, I think I know where you're going with this.
0: And uh, the Star Venture was recently on display on a demo day here in in Washington, but it was not no one got to ride it right and then uh it's it's at Sturgis in the first week of august, and it'll be on display, but nobody gets to ride it. Then they throw it in a truck and they drive back up to washington and they're going to bring it to this demo day and for the first time they're going to let people do a demo ride Wow. So if you're a serious buyer and you want to go down and plunk a deposit down, you're going to get to go and ride that new Star Venture motorcycle. It's just not not going to be like everybody who wants to ride it. That's because. a pretty big
2: honor for Skagit. That's a great yeah. That's a great uh, little tip of the cap to them, and they they deserve it. They're an awesome dealership here.
0: Great job. And um, I'm
2: sorry, just one other question yeah. on that. Was this? Uh, also, it's, it's the same bike that uh, I think you tweeted about where they were shooting the sort of commercial yeah. uh, here in the Pacific Northwest, right? And all,
0: uh, well, yeah, in the video, if you watch the video, you'll see about five or six different instances of roads down in the Hood River area. Right. So, you know, I guess they've been watching the Rally in the Gorge a lot. I yeah.
2: I'll Go check the mailbox. Give me a second. I'll see if you're checked from Yamaha. Store. Maybe
0: they watched our Rally in the Gorge video and said, <laughs> what? I got to have some of that in my video. I got to
2: have some of that and created a bike specifically for the area there.
0: Um, and then another thing I was going to tell you about 2018, this isn't going to happen until September, but uh, Skagit will then have the Yamaha dirt bike truck up at Hannigan Raceway in uh, Skagit County there. Right. And as part of that, they're putting on this new Yamaha 450 that has the Bluetooth. Have you seen this? I I don't know if I have. You can dial in the fuel injection and the timing and everything using a Bluetooth app. So you can change the bike around. So like. Any t- anytime you want.
2: So I mean, like based on altitude and that kind of thing, where you can- yeah, you can
0: you it, it could be based on altitude. It could be based on what you want to do with it. You want to you want to run it like really like like flat track it for a while, right. and maybe you need a different type of fuel mapping for that. Or do you want to be doing like trials work, or maybe not trials, sure, work, but like motocross or interesting. Whatever. So uh, this is a super versatile deal, and they're I believe they're going to be the first to have this bike right. So.
2: That's a very that's very interesting. I, the technology that they continue to develop for motorcycles it always just it always amazes me. Um, but that's great. I mean, that's cool. It's awesome that you can uh, function your with your Bluetooth just uh, adjust your bike dialed in like that. Yeah. Man, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, on the twenty sixth Saturday, also up in the uh, I guess this is Skagit County. Um, it's it's up at the uh, Walker Valley ORV Park. Uh, they'll be having the Webfoot Enduro up there. More information if you link off our site for that. Cool. Uh, also, and then on uh, Sunday the twenty seventh, there's a fly-in and motorcycle show in Friday Harbor at the airport. So you got to hop on the ferry, right. go to San Juan, and then ride on up to the airport. And uh, so you're going to get a, 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 you know a number of cool bikes, but you're also going to get a number of cool airplanes if you're into the airplane thing. And I know you are. I definitely
2: airplane. am. Yeah, that uh, really piques my interest. It's the first I've heard about it, but uh, I. I might just go out to that if the weather's good. That would be a great. Uh, it'd be a great afternoon.
0: You'd leave the rally in the gorge Saturday night. Oh,
2: it's that know. Saturday, huh?
0: Yeah.
2: We'll have to get. Well, maybe I can buy an airplane before then. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you both. can just
0: fly out of Hood River yeah. and go up there. There's
2: a small airport yeah. right on the way uh, pat to the fairgrounds there. Yeah, there so is. There and is. right where the WAM is the uh, Western uh, Antique exactly. uh, Aeroplane Museum. I can never think of the acronym there, but the W A A M anyway.
0: Uh, this is a new one I hadn't seen before could be interesting on sunday the 27th 27th excuse me uh, down in oswego oregon there is the oswego heritages i said that right heritages mm-hmm. antique and classic car and motorcycle show cool so maybe you get all done with the rally and you head west toward portland and go yeah. to the antique car and motorcycle show
2: but i say it every year there's always so much going down uh going on around uh, the time for the rally in the gorge you really should every august you should just quit your job yeah. You know, yeah. pack up, go out, get the motorcycle, and uh, go to all these museums, see all these classic cars, airplanes, and, of course, make a stop in Hood River at the Rally in the
0: Gorge. Then Monday, you can go back to work and beg to get your job back.
2: Right. <laughs> It'll be worth it. What's going to be more fun, a month of work or a month of riding?
0: Well, let's see. Connie's getting kind of bored over there. Uh-oh. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Connie Adams is going to join us to talk about the Rally in the Gorge.
4: Support for SoundRider and the SoundRider Show is made possible in part by Skagit Power Sports, where you'll find one of the largest selections of new and used motorcycles, apparel, and gear in the North Sound. Skagit Power Sports provides a relaxed atmosphere and no-pressure sales staff to get you into your next bike simply and quickly. And that's why they are consistently voted the top dealer in the Pacific Northwest by Sound Riders year after year. Visit them in Burlington today or find them online at SkagitPowersports.com.
1: Hi, this is Ray Crapo from Icon Motorsports. You're listening to the Sound Rider Show.
4: My name's Dana. I live in Seattle. I ride an R100GS. I like to ride around the Cascades. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to The Sound Riders Show, and it's rally season, and I always look forward to the August episode. I think this is our third August episode, and every August that means that we're going to be talking to the engine of the Rally in the Gorge. (laughs) Tom's the transmission, all right? I'll give him that. But Connie Adams, the engine of the Rally in the Gorge, and we've got so much going on this year. It seems like every year the rally gets better and better. Where should we start, Connie? I mean, there's so much happening this year. Well, you know,
5: every year we say... This is the best rally ever. So.
0: I think we need, to, we need to trademark that line, the best rally ever. Right. <laughs> um, let, me, let me start off with sure. a couple of highlights that are going on that I know of. Um, if you're interested in doing, not you, yeah. anybody listening. <laughs> right? Uh, if you're interested in doing the Maryhill Clinic, sign up now because I got four spots left, and that's it. And they're going fast. And I think
2: we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, later in the show as well, right?
0: Within what show? Oh, we yeah. 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 Well, this in, show. When we get to, yeah. <laughs> the, the one show. we're yeah. on. Yeah, Do yeah. We, yeah. we're going to talk <laughs> yeah. about that with Jesse in the next right. segment. Um, also, um, I know there's still some spots open on Whitney's uh, Dirt First uh, off-road yeah. training sessions.
2: And that always sells out.
0: And you can get those, and they usually fill up. Yep. So. So uh you know if you're if you're on the fence or if you've been waiting to find out if you crashed your motorcycle by now and you haven't right. go ahead sign up for the rally in the gorge and uh and get those clinics signed up for too get some training for sure Uh looks like we're going to have about the same amount of people as last year based on what I can tell up here on the front side but uh I'm always happy to have more Yeah it's not a huge rally. anybody who hasn't come to our rally before, you should just know it's it's like 300 people is how many we have. 300
2: riders, though.
0: Yeah, 300 right. riders. Yeah. Like like this is not like the rally where people are walking around and shopping all day long. Right. This is like 11 o'clock
5: in the morning. There's not that many people on the fairgrounds because everybody's out riding. Yep. Although I do just want to point out, I'm sitting in there with some soundwriter store things around me. So if someone does want to shop,
2: that's a good point. Yeah, they have
5: an option. I'm yep. there for them.
2: And occasionally I'm in there too, just to keep. Connie Company yeah. from you know Mostly. now and then, yeah.
5: Cup right. of tea, right. and that's you it, know.
2: That's it, yeah. <laughs> it's a rally in the gorge tradition,
0: right? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> And uh, and 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 we don't do like group rides, right. so you don't have to worry about riding between a snaky group of twenty-five people or something like yep. that. You just come down, you get the maps from us, you can do the GPX downloads into your device, and uh, do it with your buddy or go at your own pace. And, and we're going to have some uh, interesting options on some of the rides this year too. Uh, we're going to have a ride that, that you can either do it as an out and back to a place, nice. or you can run it as a loop. We're actually going to have that in at least two instances that I know of. Awesome. So, uh, you'll have options if you want to, you know, get some more time in the saddle and go further out. Uh, you'll be able to do that if you just want to zip out and zip back on the, on the good twisties. Uh, either way, you can you can do some of these rides.
2: This really will be the best rally ever. Trademarks be and patent pending. <laughs> um, but I think uh you know it sounds like a great time. I'm really excited to see this kind of uh this new ride where we might be able to do it as a loop. And I'm also excited for uh some of the uh the sponsors that we have this year, always bringing on new and interesting ones. We've got a lot of longtime supporters as well. And some of the door prizes, too, right? Yeah. I mean, we got
0: so much great stuff. Let me finish my uh, other announcements now. Sure. Okay.
5: (laughs) We just can't get a word in (laughs) that place today. Derek (laughs) and I are trying.
2: I tell you, yeah. Uh,
0: uh, The schedule is still being finalized. We're doing more of that this coming week. Uh, The food is going to be awesome. We've been testing some of the stuff around here and seeing what we like and what we don't like and figuring out how we're going to make it even better. Now, what we need is in the kitchen, we need some volunteers to work with us. So here's the offer. If you have an Oregon or a Washington or pretty much any other state food server card Mm -hmm. and you want to put in two to three hours a day at the rally helping us out, I will pay for your basic registration nice. and your camping if you want to camp. If you don't have a food server card, you can go on the Oregon State website, pick up a food server card. It's going to take you about an hour and a half to two hours to complete the the training and get the card. It's going to cost you $10 to get the card. Sure. But if you, if you want to come down and volunteer some time, you feel like you're handy in the kitchen, uh, the people in the kitchen, I want them to have server cards. So um, there's, I know that what we have right now in there, most of them have server cards. Yep. And the more, the better. So uh, so that's my offer this year. I'm, I'm going to pay the full registration and the camping fee if you want to come in and do it. Okay, I'm done with my announcements. All right.
5: <laughs>
2: That's what happens when you're four to six seconds behind. We try to transition, <laughs> right? So,
5: <laughs> but in the kitchen, he's four to six seconds ahead. ahead.
2: That's right. So I hope no. you like it medium rare. <laughs> um, so no, let's get into uh, some of these. Uh, where do you want to
5: start? With the door prizes? You know, first we get of all, that, I want or? to say it is. Clearly August because I'm yeah, here and right. there's no other reason for me to be here and I'm just thank you Derek for you, suggesting that you and I could start our own podcast absolutely. if we're going to comment on Tom it's, you know doing Rush Limbaugh that's so it that's it I'm at done. <laughs> yeah at least I'm being podcast. considered it's the it's the Connie and Derek hour <laughs> coming soon. <laughs>
2: Um, and uh, but we'll get a jump start on it here, yeah. right? Let's test it out. Let's talk about uh, some of the door prizes. because yeah. I know we've got some good stuff coming on. Well, this year. as
5: always, the the industry, the, the dealerships, and the people in the industry are really giving. They're yeah. very, you know, they'll they'll jump on it and say, "I'd love to be involved." So they know a good thing when they yeah. see it. Yeah. And we, you know, we're not to the point where we can say this is going to be this and that. It's a flexible thing. We're going to figure out how we're going to package all this stuff. But we're getting a jacket from Avon. Um, we are getting some double-take mirror product. We've got uh, gift certificates for the European motorcycles and BMW motorcycles of Western Oregon, and they give every year, which is really wonderful. So the
0: double-take mirrors are in the warehouse. I saw them. They're kind of cool. They're on RAM mounts. Ah. So you put the RAM mount into where your mirrors go, and then you've got the extender hanging off of there and the mirror connected to the other side, which is kind of nice because you can set, the, you can torque the the tightness of it, yep, which means that if you don 't torque it just so tight, if you drop your bike you won 't break your mirror
2: so it 's like the ideal Ooh. dual sport uh mirror, yeah you know cool. because, yeah. even a road bike that 's true, yeah, definitely, but i mean that 's great, those are all um those are all fantastic door prizes. Didn't I it? tell you
0: about when my bike took a nap the other day? I don't think I heard that. Yeah, I was on the bike, and I was I was messing around with it. I was sitting right, you know, straddling it. Yeah. And I was doing a few things and all that, and then I, it was time to get off, so I went to get off, and... Oops! Down it went. I forgot to put the kickstand. Man, you're being
2: hard on that bike. You got flat yeah. tires. You're putting it to bed now and again. This <laughs> quotation is, mark. this is
5: a man who makes kickstand pads.
2: That's true. <laughs> yeah, and he
5: didn't even remember to put his kickstand down.
2: That's it. And will be uh, those will be available at the Sound Rider store. <laughs> if you want to join Connie and I for tea <laughs> and, and shopping. That's right. Yeah, we will Sif be there. Shop yeah,
5: socialize. <laughs> that's right. That's a great memento for the rally. We are also getting some short gauntlet gloves, uh, the classic Maverick from Gordon's Heated. Awesome. They make great. such good stuff. We're also getting gloves from Racer? Great. Uh, they're back again
2: this year too. That's fantastic. Yeah, awesome. They're really nice. Awesome.
5: We just saw them down at the BMW rally in Salt Lake City. And yeah. So. And Gordon's
0: will be with us at the rally as a vendor. That's great. They, I mean, both those guys
2: uh, again returning, you know, to talk about kind of that uh, continued uh, lineage of these sponsors coming back again and again. And both Just fantastic people, so I'm happy to hear that.
5: We've also got Hinshaw's Noble Rush Rush. involved. They have donated a helmet. Awesome. So that's going to be there. We're getting a gift card from I-90. They they are in every year. That's great. Lee Parks, as usual, has donated a Laguna Tail Pack again, so everybody wants those. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, We're getting something from Skagit, which has not been decided yet.
0: we always get good stuff from them. We always
5: get great stuff from them. The Mystery uh, Door Prize. I
2: like that. It'll be in the box with a question mark on it. We
5: can't give away everything. We've got to let people get excited (laughs) and wonder.
2: I'm with you. But you can always count on Skagit. You're right about that.
5: Yeah, We've got a jacket from Southbound Honda and... So that's, yeah, that's a great I mean, win. Yeah.
2: Man, you can get fully outfitted when you come down here.
5: <laughs> Trail- <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah, Trail Tech may be another mystery. They're sending a box to us, and I have not seen it, so I don't know if that's arrived yet. I'm not sure if that's in the warehouse. I think
0: it is in the warehouse. Okay. Yeah, there's a box there from Trail Tech, okay, so that so would be one of their, their trip computers and some of their... Side stuff.
2: Man, that's a, mm. uh, that's a haul in that box. And we'll be metering that out separately, I assume, if it sounds like they have a few different items yeah, there. Probably yeah, probably so. Awesome. That's yeah, why that's I say do. how yeah.
5: we're going to package, we don't know yet. Sure. But the other uh, two things that we got last time we were down in the Gorge area is kind of a fun thing that's not typically motorcycle. We've right. got a $50 gift certificate at Henny's. Kitchen and bar up in White Salmon. Oh, nice! And then overnight at the Inn of White Salmon.
2: So, as if you needed an excuse to return to the Gorge area, that would be a, would a be worthy it. one.
5: It's so fun to stay there, and that food at Henny's is killer. And you can yeah. just walk; you can park your bike, and then just check in, and then that's walk such a around. beautiful.
2: And you guys were down there at the Inn of the White Salmon just a
0: couple yeah. of months
5: ago, right? Yeah, we were doing yeah, some yeah. yeah. So. That's when we started talking to them, and they yeah. said, "Oh, well, yeah, sure, we'll do that."
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and. Uh, you know, just a reminder: if if you like to go skiing up at the Mount Hood area, there you go. You got a night at the end of the white salmon dinner at Henny's during your ski trip. Yeah. You don't have to use it when you're doing a motorcycle trip. No, yeah, that's it's great that's anytime. An excellent
2: point. Yeah. I mean, how fortunate would you be to make a summertime trip and a wintertime trip to the yeah. area? Right, it's
5: beautiful anytime. Yeah, and Tom has told me that it looks like Ride Motorsports is interested in getting in on this. So awesome. I'll be calling them. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic, as well as uh, Cycle Barn. So
0: yeah. And I appreciate all the dealers that, that get involved. And, you know, when you go to the Rally in the Gorge, you won't see them all there because it's still the selling season, yes. and they can't all mm-hmm. make it in. But they do want to participate, and they help out. Uh, I got some really nice pictures from the Carson Elementary School the other day oh, yeah. of a field trip that they did out to the Dalles, to the Columbia Gorge Interpretive Center there. And, uh, you know, this is where this money goes on this, on the auctions that we yep. do. And so it's. I always require if they want to request money, they got to get me photos. So I get the photos. Right. And uh, nice, nice stuff. You know, it's nice to see the kids in there, and we know that they're learning some stuff about mm-hmm. the area.
2: Well, it's just a great way to tie it in. We talk about it every year, but it's worth mentioning is that the history in the gorge area is sometimes a little bit overlooked, right? Because it's so there's so much natural beauty there, but. It really played a, a fascinating. pretty fascinating role in the Development of yeah. America event. So yeah. right, it's, it's great to, to be able to get the kids involved After
5: in the rally last year, we went down to the Interpretive Center. Nice. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. And it was just really fun. Yeah. We all – there was four, four or five of us and – we all did a pretty good job, but we couldn't get one guy out of there. Yeah. He was like, hey, you know, we were thinking we might eat today. Right. So, uh, but, you know, it's really an fascinating I think place. we lured
0: him out by telling him we were going to go get ice cream. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. That, yeah. Uh,
5: that may have been it. He, he cried when he found out we were teasing. Right, yeah, no ice cream. No. No, we did go get ice yeah,
0: cream. Yeah, we did. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, right.
2: that's—I mean—that's an awesome list of uh, door prizes yeah. there. And again, just to, to reinforce that—that's all for charity. So it all goes to uh, uh, kids' charities there, so they can learn about the area. And it's just—it's always great to see return sponsors too, you know. And yeah. if you're listening to this and you live in the area near some of these shops and you need some gear before you come to the rally, go and check them out,
5: yeah. right? You know, I mean, Absolutely. support
2: them, and uh, they're supporting us and they're supporting the riding community. So it's—it's it's great to have them on board. And
5: if you buy something at the rally, if you win an auction item. Drop in and tell them sometime. Hey, yeah. I oh, got yeah, the helmet. Them, hey, I got the jacket. This yep. was so great.
2: That's right, definitely. Yeah. How did you find us? Soundwriter Rally in the Gorge. Yep. Rally.
0: All right. So we got some uh, information coming up here shortly about some of the clinics and seminars that are going to happen. Jesse Murphy will join us. We'll take a little break, and when we come back, we'll have Jesse here.
4: Support for Soundwriter and the Soundwriter Show is made possible in part by. Linwood Motoplex, your gateway to motorcycle and adventure in the Pacific Northwest. Choose from brands like Indian, KTM, BMW, Kawasaki, Victory, Yamaha, Can-Am, and more. Family owned and operated for over 25 years. Linwood Motoplex is your one-stop shop for fun. Hi, this is Skoshi from Avon Motorcycle Tires. You're listening to the Sound Rider Show. Hi, I'm Sharon Coop, and I'm from Surrey, B.C. My favorite ride is going out Highway 30 up to Vista House and then we go on over to Larch Mountain for the most amazing view of five volcanoes. A view you will never forget once you've been there. You have to take that ride. It is excellent.
0: back on the Soundwriter show i'm tom marin the executive director or something like that i don't know (laughs) we were just uh looking over this screw that's in the evidence bag yeah and uh and i just figured out it's 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 definitely a wood screw and it got me thinking you know i i think there's a little poem here um how much wood could a wood screw screw if a wood screw could screw wood
2: Well, I don't know. I'd say that just listening to that poem makes me, air quotes, tired. (laughs) 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 Uh, So that's the real problem. You should have used a tire screw, not a wood screw in your wheel, and you've been all right.
0: I thought I was – you know, I couldn't get it out very well with the needle-nose pliers, and I thought I was going to have to stick a Phillips head on the end of it and back it out. But I finally was able to yank it with the needle-nose. Do you know what? We have a guest here. Uh, oh yeah, let me throw that in. <laughs> yeah. We're going on to part two about the rally in the gorge. We got Jesse Murphy here. Hi, Jesse.
3: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me over. Step
0: up on that microphone.
2: There we right. go. Yeah. Well, Jesse, it's great to have you here. And uh, you know, we were talking a little bit um, about the rally, and we're stoked, of course, that you're going to be taking part. And I just want to congratulate you too on uh, you know recently uh, taking over and buying Cascade Motorcycle Safety.
3: Oh, thanks. Yeah. So that's
2: great. You know, I mean, you've been teaching for a lot of years. Uh, I had the pleasure of working with you a time or two as well. And uh, it's always great to see you at the rally, and it's always great to have you on the Sound Rider Show.
0: Well,
3: thanks for having me, guys. It's really fun to be here.
2: So let's get into some of the many things you'll be doing at this year's rally. I don't even know, where should we start, Tom? There's what so much we, going we're, on.
0: We're opening up with your um, clinic on dealing with hydraulic brakes, right?
3: Yeah, that's right. Uh, this is going to be a really fun clinic. We, uh, we've, so I've got a... Um, an actual hydraulic brake system demonstrator thing. Uh, anyway, it's going to allow us all to actually get hands-on and practice the service procedures for servicing brake systems. So
0: taking out the shoes and putting the new ones in. Well, it'll
3: be focusing on the hydraulic part, so the 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 maintenance that you do. And, and really, this is the kind of stuff that should be done often on our motorcycles sure. that a lot of times we don't get done very often. And it's really not that challenging to do. It is the kind of thing that somebody can do at home mm-hmm. on their own bike. Uh, but a lot of people are a little hesitant because, oh, my gosh, it's a brake system, and I'd like to see how it's done first. So Definitely. we Are
5: you going to have, gonna have the
0: bleeder tool and all that? Though oh, yeah, too? yeah.
3: We're going to have the vacuum bleeders. Um, we're going to learn how to do both using the vacuum bleeder tool. We'll also... Learn how to do it just totally manually. Like if you had a, a brake system issue on the road and you had to take care of that, right? So Our, yeah, it'll be hands on. That's awesome.
0: Now the fluid that you put into the um, the device that everybody gets to practice on, you actually put hydraulic brake fluid in there. Oh yeah, yeah, this is real stuff. Okay, because I yeah. I'd, I'd like to recommend you use maple syrup instead. <laughs> it tastes better. And- <laughs> It's not so bad on the paint and stuff like that. So, so.
2: this is why Tom doesn't teach the brake clinic, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be making, I'll be working with the maple syrup in the kitchen. But this is why he does direct the breakfast on the uh, the last day of the uh, the rally right. there.
0: Get those click attack corn I yeah. love my maple syrup. Don't be bringing your hydraulic fluid that's into my right. kitchen I look forward
2: to it every day. day. Right. But, you know, been, I think that's a really valuable clinic because there's a huge intimidation factor, right? When oh, you're yeah. dealing with breaks, people... They know that they should play coaster attention, but it's kind of I think a lot of riders are kinda of like, I'm probably all right. And they don't want to get in there, they don't want to mess anything up. How long does should, you know, if you've done this two or three times and you start to get a little experience and you you take the clinic, how long should sort of a you know, an inspection slash service generally take for somebody on a
3: motorcycle? Oh wow. You know, and it it kind of depends. I think one of the biggest things is that you get used to doing it on your bike. Right. You know, there's so many services that because I'm I'm used to doing them on on my bikes yeah I can go out to the garage for 20 minutes and I can do my brake system in 20 minutes right because I'm used to it I know what I'm looking at it's there the, it's the habit you know it's it it doesn't have to take a lot of time and it really makes a difference to the longevity of your bike uh, to be keeping tabs on the maintenance getting the maintenance done so many people are like, Oh, yeah, you know, the brakes uh, seems to be all right. It's been a while. I can't remember the last time. But these are the kind of things that make the bike last a long time. And the rider. Yeah. And the (laughs) the rider, yeah, not having having failures. So, you know, it's the kind of thing where um, really once you start to understand what you're looking for and, and what you need to do, you really can just do like half an hour you can go through and you can make sure your bike's ready to go
2: which is i mean you think about that in the thousands of miles that a lot of us ride every year that's nothing right no yeah I mean, that's nothing like, at all it takes me longer to wash my bike i just came back from idaho i, I haven't washed it and I, I don't wash it but if i were to wash it trying to scrap <laughs> scrap the you bugs know off what of color there, it was right i'm pretty sure it's a yellow brown sort of something <laughs> like that um, but, you know, a half hour, it's really nothing. And it's such valuable information to have. What day is the, are we teaching that clinic? I think that is – that's on the first day, isn't it? It's I think
0: so, yeah. So okay. that's on the, on the Wednesday afternoon. And, maybe. of course,
2: you'll have the uh, – the schedule is going to be available online. Yeah. So if you're going to be down there at the rally, uh, you can check that out. I know now there's a ton of stuff going on. So what's what else is in the pipeline for you at this so, rally?
0: So the next thing he has coming up is – I think it's the suspension clinic is going to be on Thursday. Yeah. So everybody who has arrived at the rally, they're going to enjoy the burger feed that evening. They can go to Jesse's clinic and get their suspension dialed in so that when they ride Friday, Saturday, right back home Sunday, they got really sweet suspension. Go ahead. Tell us more.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's one we've done for uh, a few years now. It's really super fun. And, and uh, actually we, see uh a lot of people come to that uh, every year either they're riding a different bike yeah. or a different kind of load on the bike for the uh, for the rally week and yeah we're just gonna go through the the uh, the theory behind how to set the basic settings on our suspension we're looking primarily at the preload settings yep. on the bike that sets the the ride height of the bike when you're actually riding and that's really important because your suspension dictates the kind of traction you have available when you're riding. And, well, we're all going to go spend a week having a lot of fun riding. Yep. And so we want to make sure that our bike is set up for that. And a lot of twisty roads down there. Yeah. Right? So we want the maximum traction. Yep, <laughs> yep. So uh, so it's a really great time to learn a little bit more about your suspension. And, again, this is a really hands-on clinic. Uh, everybody brings their bike. We break into small groups working together. Right. And we all go through, and we, we get everything set up and ready to go. And so it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing that one. It's do you, a great time. You know, I'd say you mentioned you know, we break
2: into groups. This is something, too, that uh, if you're thinking about coming down as a solo rider, which we have a lot of solo riders down, It's kind of a great way to to meet some other riders too, right? Because you're breaking into groups of four and then it's kind of like, oh, now you know somebody. So in case you do need a hand with something later in the week, you got somebody that you can at least go and say, hey, can you help me out with this for a second or whatever? So it's a great
3: great sort of uh, group mingling tool. It is. It's kind of the the suspension social hour. Yeah. Um, I've actually seen that at the rallies before where – you kind of – people meet each other, and yep. then they're out riding the next day together out on the road. So, yeah, it's a really good time. It's, it's a really lot fun. of like-minded personalities out there. And the suspension clinic, I,
2: t- I took part in it last year, and I tell you, I, t- I learned more in that, uh, you know, I don't know. We've probably spent an hour and a half or so total, maybe two hours, Yeah, right? something like
3: two hours or so, yeah. And
2: uh, it's just – it's so valuable just to have if you understand your bike so much more. Walking away from that, you know, oh, what yeah. I mean, that's just and understanding your bike makes you a better rider. It all just it links together. So oh, for sure.
0: Now another clinic you're doing, and I, I don't have the schedule in front of me, so we're all gonna have to go online and get this. Um, <laughs> is uh, and by the way. Online is the best way to get the schedule because when you're at the rally, it's the only way to get the schedule because right. we don't print a printed schedule. You can print it out from at home and bring it with you. But um, you're, last year, I walked into one of your clinics indoors, <laughs> and uh, there was orange cones all over the floor and people walking around in the strangest ways. So this is what is called the Advanced Vision Clinic? or Yeah, vision
3: yeah clinic? this is the Advanced Vision Clinic. Um yeah, that was that was kind. Of, I saw you walking in, and you're like, "Are people about to get hurt, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, no. So it's uh, it was a really fun clinic to do. We're going to do it again this year. Um, it's uh, it, the the focus is developing our visual strategies uh, for riding on the road, sure. especially riding in curves, um, and which we're going to do a lot of riding in curves. And what we do is we spend the first part of this clinic, we're inside, uh, and we're learning a few techniques. And uh, not only do we kind of present what these techniques are, we actually practice them with some activities inside. We break into some groups, and there'll be cones and and silliness and laughing. Sure. And then, after the inside portion, we actually all get together, and we go on a group ride out on the curvy roads uh, around uh, Hood River County. And uh and actually put these things to use. It was an absolute hoot last year. We had a lot of fun, it was a great time. And uh, looking forward to it again this year.
2: That's kind of a cool strategy where you take people through. I always like that where you sort of the visualization off the bike, right? And yeah. then you get onto it and you, oh, okay, now it's starting to uh, connect the dots a little bit. It starts to make sense. And then the opportunity to get out there. And that's a big thing I know that you do uh, in your day-to-day business, ride coaching. Yeah. And to be able to have the opportunity to work with you at the rally, that's, I mean, that's worth the registration right there. Yeah. You know? I mean, really, it is. I mean, if you're looking to improve your skills, this, it's, it's a great course to take we're
0: part Well, and all these things we're talking about is, is something that's been part of the legacy of the rally is we always want you to come in and learn a few things. So when you go out, you're kind of up a notch on your skills, whether right. it's the riding skills, the service skills, whatever it may be. And so we're covering a lot of bases. But,
2: yeah. You should but be a better motorcyclist uh, when you leave than when you came because there's plenty of opportunity there.
0: Yep. So then on uh, Saturday, everybody who has registered for the rally is invited to come out and ride the Maryhill Road in the afternoon. But we do the clinic annually in the morning. And uh, I just mentioned earlier on the show, we got a couple of spaces left, but they're going fast. So we'll be, we, uh, Jesse came up with a really great idea for a clinic based on some feedback you got from the students last year go ahead and tell us what you're going to do awesome. this year
3: yeah so of course we're on the historic mary loops road mary hill loops road sure which is on the side of a hill super fun super curvy but like most of the really fun roads in this part of the country you're going up and down and uh last year our focus uh was on cornering lines we had a lot of fun with that And one of the things that came up, there's some questions about techniques for riding downhill. Mm. And and I think that's something a lot of us can empathize with is, like, going uphill, we feel like a hero on our bikes. And then going downhill, not so much. Mm -hmm. It it feels sometimes a little scarier. the, The bike feels different. And so that's our focus this year is strategies for riding downhill corners. And since we've got this lovely curvy road on the side of a hill... Uh, it's going to be a great venue for it. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun.
2: And downhill cornering is really, for experienced riders of of all levels, that's sort of one of the traps, right? I mean, that's oh, where sure. we see a lot of people overrunning the yellow line. We talked a little bit about that earlier in the show. Um, to improve those skills on your own, I mean, that is going to make you a tremendously safer rider if you practice those oh, yeah. and you learn the right way to handle a corner like mm-hmm. that. And it's, I mean, that is on its own is one i mean we talk, I mean, i've said it before about some of the other clinics but but being under control during that
3: downhill corner if you get that nailed you're going to be a really a really good rider oh yeah and it just makes you riding so much more fun Yeah. Uh, you know i i was even watching uh earlier today on uh, break during one of our classes we were streaming we were watching a little bit of the uh german grand prix from a few weeks ago nice. which that tracks covered in downhill corners and no matter what kind of riding you're doing uh competitive out on street anywhere that's always the harder kind of approach and uh being able to confidently uh, approach those situations just really adds a lot to your riding and just helps you have a lot more fun regardless of what road you're on couldn't agree more. And now, how long is the uh, Maryhill
2: Loops uh, the clinic? Then, how long are you going to be? Should someone expect to be if they sign up for that? Yeah, so class?
3: that's uh, so that runs it's about a three hour clinic, three hours, awesome. yeah, and, uh, and a really good time. Uh, we'll have uh, uh, some refreshments out there, nice. and, and um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's really super fun. Um, get a lot of riding in on a great road. Uh, it's uh, of course. Uh, we, it's, we have it to ourselves. It's one-way traffic, so we get to use the whole road. Yeah. When we open it in the afternoon for
0: everybody else, it's going to be two-way traffic the whole afternoon. So, yeah. so you still if have you want to do the Mary Hill Road one-way traffic, this is a way to do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I understand, too, that uh, we do... Sweep the road as I hold this wood (laughs) screw here, right? So I don't have to worry about that. So that's right. That's why it's such one of the many reasons it's (laughs) such a great place to practice because you get a clean surface, a beautiful area, and really terrific pavement
3: too. Oh, it is. Yeah, they take such good care of it. Um, Yeah, it's 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 a phenomenal time. It's it's one of my highlights there every year. It's a highlight for a lot of riders, and uh, I mean, how awesome is it to have to go
2: down there for a couple of days to be able to teach four clinics to see people improve. You know oh, the yeah. riding. I mean, that's that's got to be super rewarding for you. Oh,
3: it really is. Yeah, no, this is is one of the highlights of my summer. Yeah, I, I love going down there every year. And just one of the things that to me is is the greatest thing about the rally in the gorge is that uh, there's just the the different kinds of riders. It's really uh, so many other places I go to, um, and and have been in the past rally wise. It's there's such a niche, yeah. kind of a thing. Sure, and. When I go to rally in the gorge, it's just people that ride motorcycles, definitely, and mm-hmm. have a lot of fun riding motorcycles, yep. and that's really great. Just to hang out with riders, yep. Um, and and I really like that. And it, it really brings a cool aspect to it. You nailed it too, because you see some
2: people and their jacket and their riding suit is so weather beaten. You know that they're doing twenty thousand yeah. miles, and then you see people in new gear too. But everybody is on sort of the same enthusiasm level. Oh, for you sure. Know? Everybody yeah. is really happy to be there. Everybody's super chill and why shouldn't you be you're in the rally in the gorge you're at the rally in the gorge in hood river at the end of august i mean life doesn't get much sweeter than that no it really does right
0: no in <laughs> fact there are people who uh put a trailer in the back of their car and they load a dual sport bike on one side and the yeah. sport bike on the other side and they come in
3: oh yeah so, we do that we we yeah. make sure to bring all the flavors yeah. the garage <laughs> yep Which is why you host it down there in the
2: uh, Gorge area, right? Because you have so much great dirt and pavement. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: I love it. All right. Let's uh, thank you so much, Jesse, for coming in and doing the interview here. Thanks again, guys. Yeah, it's it's great
2: great to to have you here. It's always great to see you, too.
0: And we're going to take a little break and come back with
4: some tips and tricks. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by Moon Motorcycles, a family run operation located in Isquah, Washington moon motorcycles features a diverse selection of used bikes to choose from whether you're shopping for a used sport bike cruiser dual sport sport touring or street standard you owe it to yourself to visit moon motorcycles and look over their large inventory have you got a used bike you want to consign get in touch with moon motorcycles today hello matt marici here with piaggio group americas all the way from new york city and you are listening
1: to the sound rider show
5: Hi, this is Ian. I live in Seattle. I ride a Kawasaki Versus and this summer I'm going to be riding off-road in the Oregon desert.
0: special thanks to connie and also jesse for coming in and giving us the scoop on what's going on at the rally yeah um this is our final segment of the show (sighs) (laughs) and uh so we're going to do a couple tips and tricks yeah uh you want to go first you want me to i'll
2: go ahead i'll 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 jump in here uh I I mentioned earlier in the show that I was out. I took a nice long ride uh, to Idaho and um, was able to tour some nice two-lane highways, got on a little dirt and everything. And One of the things that uh, I kind of ran into and I thought might make for an interesting tip, and it's somewhat of a motorcycling tip, somewhat of a motorcycling touring tip, somewhat of a camping tip, and that is – Eyes outside, and not just while you're on the bike, which is super important on those long days where you can kind of get that road hypnosis. What did you say? Eyes outside? Eyes outside. What does that mean? Right, so it means like, you know, you're looking, you're always scanning, uh, you're keeping your eyes outside of that narrow uh, field of vision. You don't kind of fixate while you're riding down the highway. Okay. You keep scanning the highway.
0: Keep scanning.
2: Yep, but it's also important uh, at your campsite, too. So I had set up a tent. And uh, I got in the tent, I was exhausted, it was a long day of riding, and I heard some sort of creaking. And I thought, you know what, I didn't look up before I pitched this tent. So I rolled out of the tent and I looked up, and there was a dead tree hanging over it. So yeah. so I got up, I moved my tent, uh, just to make sure that I didn't get crushed in the middle of the night. Probably wasn't super likely, but it's one of those things that sometimes you don't think about when you're out there. Is to, hey, take a look around the campsite, specifically look up. Because it doesn't take uh, more than a dead branch or a dead tree even worse to kind of ruin your trip.
0: Yeah, and even like when you get up at night to go take a leak and you're coming back to your tent and all of a sudden you trip on the guy wire because you weren't looking around.
2: Yes. (laughs) I hate
0: that. I do that all the time.
2: Not that uh, you're speaking from personal uh, experience there, but uh, that is a <laughs> definitely a hazard of moto camping. You know, you run into the uh, the guy wire, you tip over your bike, and it all goes to hell. So yeah,
0: you need to carry some of that like police line, do not cross tape, with <laughs> right? you, and then wrap all your tent stakes in section so off that,
2: the whole thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, you don't, you don't, you won't miss them that way. Yeah, but you know, just a,
2: more of a camping tip than anything. But this time of year, there's a lot of people out on dual sports doing that moto camping. So you know, just another thing to keep in mind
0: yeah good one, all right well, uh, I got to practice this tip today of all things, yeah, so uh what happens uh let's suppose you get a flat tire last year, sure, and now you got a flat tire this year, and you go and you grab that that half full tube of glue, yep only to find out that no glue will come out Uh-oh. because once the glue gets oxygen on it, uh it tends to wanna harden up soon, yep. And uh, I just happened to have two tubes in my kit. One had never been opened. That's And I ended up using that one because the other one didn't have anything left.
2: Fortune smiles upon you. And how big are these tubes of
0: glue? Uh, 20 milliliters. So, so they're much at all. bigger than uh, bicycle size ones. Sure. And I'm sure that one tube would get you through a season. The problem is when you get to the next season, right. by then it's had enough time to dissipate and not be worth anything anymore.
2: That's a great tip. And it's a nice reminder, too, to always, you know, probably at least once a year, review your Moto tool set, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And we do talk about that in our tips and tricks column yep. annually. Um, and I, and so I think what I'm going to do now is when you want to buy uh tire glue from me, uh, you're going to have to buy it in sets of two. That's a good, uh, yeah. Why not? Right. Why and not? That's a good strategy. Yeah. 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 Otherwise you you may end up with a problem later.
2: Yep. I think that's an awesome tip and it's, it's so important. You know, we talked about, we both had flat tires within the last week, right? Yeah. That's funny. You know, so, hmm. uh, make sure you not only have the glue, but uh, a spare tube doesn't hurt either.
0: Yeah. And right now, you need a, a spare tube because you've got an open tube of glue.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, when you fix yours. So it's uh, it all it all comes full circle here on the August episode of the Sound Rider Show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, that's our show, and uh, we hope if you uh, can make it, drop in and visit us at the rally in the Gorge. We want you to ride safe. We want you to ride well, and we want you to ride often. And we'll see you in September.
2: That's right. And at the Rally in the Gorge, only on The Soundwriter Show.
1: The Sound Writer Show was made possible by today's sponsors and the patients of everyone else involved, which is not to say we're doctors. Reproduction of this program in part or in whole is not legal without the express written consent of the podcast owner. But please be sure to share the link with all your Facebook friends. This program is a production of Mixed Media. The content and views of today's guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any major media conglomerate anywhere else in the world, including CBS, NBC, ABC, MotoGP, the BBC, PBS, NPR, the Discovery Network, or the Cartoon Channel. See you next time on The Sound Rider Show.